What's up, boys? I hope you are having an incredible day. Just a reminder that we drop every Tuesday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. And if you're an Amazon Prime member, you can listen to our podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball nips. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball nips and have a great time on the golf course. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another glorious episode of Busting with the Boys, episode 145. I'm going to repeat that again because it sounds so sweet when it comes off the lips. Episode 145. We are absolutely just out here, ladies and gentlemen. Things are going fantastic. You're subscribing, you're rating, and you're unsubscribing, and you're re-rating. Dude, is it a little cheat code? Yeah, but when we played PlayStation, a little Grand Theft Auto back in the day, what do we do? We hit the Y, we hit the triangle, square, X, X, B, what, left, right, all that shit. And what happened? You got the flyer, wherever the fuck you want to do in that game. A big thing, and this is a huge deal, and I know we talk about it every single week, but you got to button up and, up and listen very closely because there's a lot of main talking points today. And you know your boy's reading level, it's like a turbulent plane the way we get that thing going. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost my turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. We have an outstanding podcast for you guys today with Mr. Sam Darnold. That man has had a lot of triumphs in his life and a little bit recently, a couple little rocky deals here and there. But let me tell you, when we get into this podcast, when you see the whole thing, I think he does a phenomenal job of navigating those waters, his mindset on the whole thing, how he handles it. He lets things come to him and he just keeps on going through life. I think it's an unbelievable thing. It's a little different than me, but there's a thousand ways to skin a cat. Am I right? I never understood that reference, but I, I, I guess that's what we're doing today, right? We're skinning cats. Sam's an outstanding guy who grew up in San Clemente, California, and uh, did a couple things with him. We did the tear talk with him. We did the locker room talk with him. The locker room talk, you think it's going to go one way, and then it actually hits you on a different way. So buckle up for that whole thing. But as always, starting uh, last week, we have our shout out, no free shout out, of the week. Let's go, boys. And let me tell you, boys, every week we get more and more excited for this one. The boys in the back start rumbling. We're outside. They start chattering. They start loving on each other. What are you saying? Oh, I'm not going to tell you till we start because we got a we got a big deal going. We got a lot of news today, but first we're going to hit this shout out. No free shout out of the week. We start with Bloss last time. It was so good. We're going to do it again. Bloss, what do you got for us, baby? So my shout out this week, uh, I'm going to have to go with probably an easy one. and I hope nobody else has it. But Pat McAfee and Logan Paul. That is outstanding. <laughs> outstanding. Because right before we got on the bus, I said, does anybody have Pat McAfee? But it's okay. I think I was in the restroom. Were you in the restroom? Yeah, I was in the restroom. You were in there for about 20, 30 minutes. We had a whole conversation about it. But hey, regardless of how my feelings are right now, that's an outstanding shout out. No free shout of the week. Uh, would you care to elaborate on, on which one? Yeah. Well, you, you want both of them. No, 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 no. no you're taking both. <laughs> no. But I think it's an outstanding Damn. shout out. What you got for us, that's boss? Tough. I, I swear. 
I had no idea that's I'm not that. I'm not mad at you at all. I'm kind of pissed at myself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this hey, listen, we this is a little bit of adversity for our bus, but I'm glad you took it first. I should have gone to somebody else, probably should have hit myself first. Now looking back on it, hindsight's 2020, but I'm proud of you for jumping on and getting this thing done. Why did they get your shout out? No free shout out of the week. Yeah, they get they get the shout out because of the athleticism they showed uh in wrestling and stuff like that. Because people think about uh wrestling, you know, you know, the whole fake thing and all that other stuff, but there's an there's an art to wrestling. Truly. Whether it's selling punches, whether it's, you know, being in like communication with them, like just being on the same page. That's tough. I think it goes I think it's a lot more difficult than people give them credit for. But to be a social media personality and then like making that jump to uh to wrestling and learning that quick and picking up on it, I, I thought it was awesome. And they performed super well on the biggest stage. Essentially, what WrestleMania is the Super Bowl of wrestling. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm guessing I'm not, I'm not like I've said before a lot of times, I'm not a huge wrestling guy, but I do respect the craft and I'm a big fan of both of those individuals. Huge in the social media market. Huge. Whether it's YouTube or Twitter or Instagram, those guys are absolutely killing it every single day. I think uh, going on the Pat McAfee show, seeing how they do things, how they interact with each other, what they got going on. It's definitely something you look at as a guy doing a podcast also and go, wow, it's pretty special. And also with the Paul brothers, both of them, right? They're like, they're changing the world. They're changing sports, changing boxing. To go on this on an outstanding stage for Pat to be able to uh, do the whole beer thing with Stone Cold Steve Austin then get that stunner put on him real quick. I mean, you got to love it. That was an outstanding shout out. No free shout out of the week. I loved it, boss. I think it was outstanding. JP, what do you got for us, baby? I got something that I should have shouted out a long time ago. Oh. Because hey. right now it's kind of past due for me. But I was driving around the other day and I was passing a school and the whole school was outside. All the kids were wild and for sure a fire drill. So I'd like to give a shout out. No free shout outs to fire drills during tests. God, that's hey. outstanding, dude. And it doesn't happen a lot. The, the test with the fire drill doesn't happen very often because you know those teachers, the faculty, everybody talks to each other. Hey, it's going to happen this time at 1.15 p.m. Make sure you have nothing big going on. But when, you, when somebody messes up, whether it's the teacher or the faculty, and you get that thing, get a little break, get that noggin, a little rest before you get another set in. Talk to your classmates a little bit. Your classmates. Hey, what you going on with uh, number three? Right. Well, what is that? What is pie? I don't know. I thought it was a, I thought it was edible, and now hey, it's numbers. For some reason, yeah, it's a it's a crazy deal. That is a great shout out, no free shout out of the week. I loved it, every single bit of it. Jack, you hit us with something special last week, and I'm not saying you have to live up to the same standard as you did, but my God, sir, last week was it was very special. And I can't wait to see what you bring with us today. Yeah, I'm going a little bit of a different direction this week. Um, I don't want to bring the energy down on the bus because it's it's peak right now, and we were having a little bit of energy focus earlier we're trying to get back to this point yes. we're doing good so i don't want to bring the energy down but my shout out of the week is to the late great maggie josephine mcpherson my grandmother passed away last week and i went to her funeral yesterday and uh she was 95 years old so she lived a beautiful long healthy life um and it just like seeing all the support of like all these people who probably were her friends children show up and just like speak about her and like speak on her name. It was great. So uh, you just celebrating her life. Just got to throw her out on the bus. Um, shout out Maggie Josephine McPherson. That's mine for the week. Maggie Josephine. Outstanding. Outstanding shout out. And it, it was. It was a bit of a pivot, right? We're hitting different directions this whole thing as we do every single week. And I think that's a, that's a beautiful. Did you happen to say anything? Did you, did you get up? Uh, I didn't say anything in the actual ceremony, but... Like I said, I got to speak to some of her, one of her friends who's like 91 mm. and she's still like sharp as a tack. 
I mean, you speak to someone who's had that much life and you can just see how someone affected them. It's just like, you're like, damn, did I even know this person who's my grandmother? Like, obviously you want to think you knew your grandparents and all your older relatives, but they live so much longer than you've even existed. So it's just cool to see how people can truly impact other people's lives and make them feel like they can do better every day. So it's what she did. The transition of life, baby. We're always in different seasons of our life and you got to know your grandmother for a very long time, but she lived a lot longer before you were even born. I'm sure she was a beautiful woman. Look at you, right? I'm sure your mother and father are beautiful and she must have been the same way. Shout out Maggie. Maggie. Shout out Maggie. That was that was beautiful. And I love I love the different phases you're giving us right now. You're going, yeah. Got to go back and forth. But all of it's getting right with yourself before you get right with the world. Don't think I forgot about that, my boy. Don't think I forgot about that. Garrett, let's go. What you got for shout out? No free shout out of the week. My free shout out of the week is going to be finding the right barber for you. Oh, okay. Gone what through you think some, about uh, that? You hear that little crinkle in there? Hey, it's all right. You get a shower, you might be good. Hey, dude, you're but, right. Hey. I always finish that workout and come right here. I'm a stinky boy. There's been a lot of, you know, ups and downs with the barber. So I switched this morning and I will be going back to East Nashville Beard hey, and Barber. Hey, to pop that top I do for have us. a hat on right now because I thought I was going to sneak in a little gym guy. Yeah, sit but, a side piece for us. Ooh. Very nice. I'm not going to lie, I thought he cut my neck doing the straight yeah. razor, but it was just that tight. Guy's a pro. Pro. Guy's a pro. See, I'm always growing my hair out until I'm cutting it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? There's no, I'm not do. a two-week, three-week guy. I like to kind of live with the ebbs this and flows This will probably be the only cut until the end of summer. Really? Probably. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see your winter beard come back, too. That I thing, know. that's 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 uh, real man shit. You know what I'm saying? crazy is that this is a summer beard, yeah. and not like, I, I couldn't even grow... Of five percent of that summer beard, and his winter beard is Grizzly Adams. Grizzly so. Adams, dude, Grizzly. a man of Alaska. You're up in there. You're up in the pines, chasing bears down and beating them up. They see that beard, they start running. Yeah, your boy needs a haircut, probably a shower. Uh, and yeah, the beard game, Jack. I'm with you on that. Look at this. I got some pubic hair running around my face. It's all to hide that tragic jawline, though. You know what I'm saying? We're all born with things in our lives. I got a small piece. I got a bad beard. Overall, 4.5. Am I right? That is an outstanding, outstanding shout out of the week. As always, we're hitting him in all different phases. And I love the adversity that was brought to me today because before we got on here, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. Um, and I, I made the decision. Pat McAfee was going to be my shout out, no free shout out of the week. I think um, everything he's done, I've already hit it, but he is, uh, he's a guy that killed it, followed his own dreams, said one day he was going to do what he did and went and did it. And that's an outstanding shout out. I can't take two because that'd be unfair and I wouldn't be doing my job as the captain of this ship right now as our boy Will has just had his baby, by the way. By the way, that's the first time I just said that. By the way, we're no longer on baby watch. Baby watch. Here we go up. Baby watch. One more time now. Baby watch. That's right. Will Compton has had his baby and she is as adorable as the sunrise, I will say. She is a very beautiful baby, but I can't keep jumping around. I have to give my shout-out, no free shout-out of the week. And that one goes to Tyreek Hill signing that fatty contract. Going down to Miami, he not only got a massive contract, the taxes went down too, boys and girls. He went down. He was at Kansas City, flew on down to Florida, that Sunshine State in Miami, which I'm sure is an outstanding franchise. They have beautiful color, beautiful color uniforms. Beautiful tradition, a great owner, and went to the University of Michigan. And he, I'm sure, is going to do great things with uh, Jalen. Was it Jalen Waddle? Is that his name? Jalen Waddle. I don't want to get it wrong, but a couple of speedsters on the side. Tua definitely has uh, all, all the things he needs. And that guy, Cheetah, they call him that for a reason. Guy's outstandingly fast, made so much money, 
and less taxes. That boy is officially has won the free agency uh, 2022 season. Let's get a little love. Get a little love to our boy, Tyreek Hill. Now to jump back on, yes, like as I said before, our boy, Will Compton, has had a baby. He is now a father. He's been talking about it for a long time, but now he's in it, boys and girls. They're still at the hospital right now going through all that. I'll let Will talk to you about that process and how it all went because honestly, it's not my it's not my place. I can't go in there and say, hey, this happened and that happened. I know all of it right up here. It's right up top but I'm not going to give it to you until Will has the opportunity to say everything that went on. Will say that Charles was an absolute stud. Handled herself, crushed it, did amazing, and now they have a beautiful baby because of it. So very happy for them. A lot of things happening. A lot of things going on. We got uh, Augusta, right? We got the Masters coming up in a little bit. But not only the Masters, we have the National Championship tonight. National Championship between North Carolina and Kansas. All right? And you're kind of thinking to yourself, as a non-basketball watcher, Kind of feels like every year is like this, right? Those two are really all in it. That's kind of what we're doing. But National Champions happened. Stories, history will be written tonight. And I want to know from the boys, who do you guys got? Yeah, North Carolina, who is, I'm a, uh, Eric Church is the number one fan, apparently, dipping on the boys, right? He dipped on the crowd, said, sorry about it. I'm going to go see this Final Four game. And I, I, he has to show up at the finals, right? He can't not go to that. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I hope he has a concert tonight so he can double the fuck down on everybody. I hope he can do it. Yeah, so Bloss, I don't care if you take my pick this time because there's only two. <laughs> Who do you got tonight between North Carolina Tar Heels and the Kansas, was it Jayhawks? Jayhawks, yeah. Jay, rock, what? Rock, rock Chalk Jayhawks, baby. That's their chant? I love it, dude. A couple of basketball schools out there killing it. I like, I like UNC tonight. I like them riding high off of that, that Duke win and how, uh, how that rivalry has kind of played out. And how, Coach K to bed, huh? Yeah, absolutely. He was on that tour. Yep, so I like, uh, I like UNC tonight. No UNC. UNC for Bloss. Yeah, great team. Great team. I'm sure. I mean, we got to go back and forth with a lot of these things. And I'm hoping for a little. I, I hope it's not a clean sweep back here, but I can't oh, no. tell you guys what. To, oh, yeah. Favorite, right? Oh, is Kansas the favorite? Yeah. I love it. I, Bloss, I love how you're going against it. That's the, the, You're showing your Twitter personality right now, the way you're talking, baby. JP, what do you got for us? I, I got Kansas. I got Bill Self in Kansas. He mentioned Kostashevsky. I think Coach Krzyzewski might text Bill Self, the Kansas coach, mm -hmm. give him a little inside scoop on UNC. Ooh. I don't think Coach Would that be K, cheating? I don't think that'd be cheating, Coach right? He's done. He retired. That's true. He can't get in trouble anymore. You can't have UNC win the national championship no. last year. Anyway, he had an opportunity to beat them. Oh, that's crazy. Hey, a, little, a little shot from Bloss there with no mic in his mouth hey. for a second. They had an opportunity to beat him, and they didn't, he said. Bloss is setting up like a WWE beef. With you and now me, apparently. It sounds, yeah, it sounds like Bloss wants the hands. God. He wants the hands. And he's a cop, too, so you know if you ever touch him. There he goes. Assault, brother. You're out right. of there. You're in the cuffs the bad way like we talked about before. You guys want to put a little bet on it? You guys got a little thing? Yeah, let's bet on it. Let's bet on it. Loser gets pepper sprayed? Hey, easy. I'm just asking. That was the first thing that came out of my head. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so Bloss knows. What do you think, JP? Be able to take a pepper spray? No, I can't take a pepper spray. Okay. All right. No balls fine. What are you, what do you got? Let's do, uh, I don't know. Gotta be something. I got the Jeopardy theme song on my head right now, boys. Do, 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 do. You said wings? That's fine. We'll do oh, we're going we're gonna to buy wings. Yeah. All right. Hey, where are we going, though? Strikeout? Strikeout. Strikeout. Sure. No free shots to strikeout. Probably the best wings in Nashville, though. Bates is probably watching this pissed off because Memphis is the best whatever, dude. <laughs> Whatever. Bloss also called out Memphis. Says they're not even a basketball town. We can get in that later. So we got wings on the line in the back. Let's hit the second row. We got Jackie Boy. Who do you got? 
a uh, little context. I became a bandwagon fan for the first time in my life when I was like nine, and it was to the UNC Tar Heels. Love that. The coach, I mean, uh, Roy Williams and the Tyler Hainsborough era, it was just electric to me. So obviously rolling with the Carolina Blue, but there's a new white post that's kind of sweeping around, Brady Manic. And if you haven't seen him, he looks like he's straight out of an Amish community. Love but that. The kid fucking Great woodworkers. He, he's a grinder, and I mean, he's just kind of taking the storm. He's kind of taking the spotlight of um, uh, what's homeboy's name from St. Pete's? Doug. Um, since Doug's kind of yeah, fizzled, it's not the same caliber, but yeah, Doug was a special uh, we'll, man. We'll throw a photo up of Brady, Brady Manic. I actually tweeted at him from the Bustin account, giving him a formal invitation to come on the bus. Wow. He, he's got this energy. So I'm riding with the Carolina Blue tonight, hoping they uh, lock in another title. Yeah. Bring it out for the fighting Amish, dude. That guy's going to kill it. That's out. They, he looks like an Amish dude with the beard, the slick back hair. looks outstanding. He's got a Tar Heels. Is he now? I did like the Doug guy. Yeah. I thought he was outstanding. Yeah, he just looked like an accountant, didn't he? But he was out there slaying them threes. All right, we got two to one Tar Heels. What do we got there, Garrett? I feel like I got to go Kansas. Got to, right? Yeah. The two-two right now. Is there any reason other than you just want to be different? Or I guess make everything no, equal. I mean, I don't, I don't know basketball really, so I'm cool either way. Good game could all I could ask for. I just think it's gonna be tough for UNC come off of that hard game against Duke. There's some dudes shaking up. There's a guy in the post. Can't think of his name right Armando. now. He's a beast, Armando. He's a beast. But I don't know. I could just see it being a little tough to get up for a big game like this after in the Duke UNC games like. What everyone time, wanted right? to see. So. It's the rivalry. Yeah. So now, I mean, if they do it, if they pull it off, it'll be badass. But for this sake, I'll I'll ride with JP. I love that. Would you two care to put it on? Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll do we'll do the same thing. The pepper spray. Yeah. We're not doing pepper spray. <laughs> Hell, mean, content boys. I'm not gonna do pepper spray. Okay. So, but if you win, Jackie, you'll do pepper spray. Yes. <laughs> put him on the mic. Make sure he says yes. Oh, I yeah, I'm good with wings for sure. Oh, okay, all right, all right. That's fair enough. I thought that was a lot to ask from the boys without even telling you about it before. I didn't even know that was going to come into my head until it did. Um, yeah, I feel like Duke and UNC are the most storied rivalry. I'm, I'm not a basketball guy, so am I, am I right in saying that? And for those of you who don't, who, who disagree with me, you're more than willing to call me out. I really have uh, no dog in this fight, I guess. Big Eric Church fan. I don't know how I feel about what he did. But uh, I'm going Kansas, boys. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Kansas on that one. I'm gonna do it. I'm going Kansas. So put me down for the wings as well against both of you. You guys are gonna be fat little piggies when I'm done with all you. Yeah, whoever wins, fat little piggies. But not only uh, is the national championship game going on, Augusta, and I feel like the, I keep saying Augusta. The Masters. The Masters happening next week, correct? This coming. this week. This coming week. This Thursday, I apologize. Listen, your boy's been living under a rock for a little bit. I drank a little too much on Friday, and it's kind of been a little bit of a whirlwind ever since then. But uh, the Masters is happening, and it really feels like the Masters sold out for Tiger Woods. They put the whole thing about him on there. How, do we think Tiger Woods is going to win this thing? Or is this, is this a, a ratings clip here? What's that? Why not? Yeah, that's true. I mean, more people, including myself, are going to tune in to the Masters because Tiger Woods is on the game or on the, in the match. On the game. No, I think that, I mean, anyone can win any weekend. Mm -hmm. um, I can't imagine being a young guy and then you get matched up with Tiger 
at the Masters, that's just got to be nerve-wracking. Right. So in that aspect, I think, I think he'll make a good run, but there's some studs. Yeah. Like some young dudes that are studs. But, I mean, you always want to see Tiger on Sunday. If you see Tiger in red, that's a good thing. Yeah, John Rahm to yeah. win the whole thing. Absolute beast. John Rahm. He's an absolute beast. Was that who we're betting on? to ASU. He's a stud. Gotta love that. The ASU kids. Probably got a little venereal disease in there too, right? The way ASU rolls out there. It's a pretty crazy town. He seems like a pretty buttoned up guy. Is he a buttoned up dude? Yeah. See, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a, like a, a John Daly guy. He's a golfer. Yeah. You know, John Daly is like that though. You know what I'm saying? So we got we got a lot of things going on. The Masters is happening there. That's going to be a storied, storied event as always. And Tiger being a part of it is just going to send that thing to the damn atmosphere, boys and girls. Now, listen, I've touched on it before. Sam Darnold has come on. He was the, the third overall pick in the 2018 draft by the New York Jets. Uh, up and down there, right? We had a up and down thing going on. He had Adam Gase, the big eye guy, right? Where he's doing this. You don't know what he's on. Is it Coke? Is it LSD? But the guy must have been having a good time with that thing. It was it was a wild gig, right? And I'm sure he's fantastic. I've never met him. But the eye thing really kind of spooks you for a second, right? It gives you that, that pre-October feel where you're like, man, it is a little spooky in here. He had to deal with that. I'm not saying he had to deal with it, but yeah, that, that was one of his coaches. Ends up getting traded to the Carolina Panthers and uh, gets hurt in week three. They bring in the uh, long-lost hero, Cam Newton, into that whole thing. And uh, now now things are up in the air with his future. We're not sure what's going to happen with him. But I will say, the guy's got just a good head on his shoulders. He keeps it mild. He keeps it dialed. And I think any Panthers fans, any Jets fans, and any football fans in general are truly going to enjoy this. Please buckle up. Fasten those seatbelts. Keep your hands inside the ride at all time. And make sure you subscribe and rate five stars. And I know last time, we jumped in right to the episode, and then all of a sudden, you thought you were getting Fred Taylor, and then boom, bing, bang, boom, I hit it again. You get the ad read. So I'm just letting you know there's another ad read coming up right now because you got to pay the bills. And a lot of you people have been out there saying a lot of things, doing a lot of stuff, talking trash about our ads. You guys are doing it, baby. You guys are sending this to the moon, so people want to jump on the bus and make sure their ad reads are read. So if you're mad at anybody, mad at yourself, I said it before, I'll say it again, I'll say it a thousand times. You guys are beautiful. But don't get mad at something you did yourself. Subscribe, rate five stars, unsubscribe and resubscribe. And here's your next ad read. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. We are going to get you the Sam Darnold uh, podcast now. Episode now, 145. It's unbelievable. Now right here, boom. There's going to be a little button you can click if you're mad about things. Hey, the only way to take your anger out is to click this button, subscribe, unsubscribe, or resubscribe, and then leave us some comments. If you love it, if you hate it, if you're indifferent, doesn't matter. As long as you uh, do five stars, we absolutely love it. So keep it up. Keep going. Love you. Big hugs. Tiny kisses. Keep it up. Sam Donald, let's rip. All right, yeah, perfect. We're already in this. You know, this is actually my first time doing a podcast by myself. Are you nervous? Well, not by myself, but like with somebody. Yeah. It's not Will. Yeah. I can say I'm a little nervous yeah. right now. A man okay. of your stature. We'll be all right. Man who's making news around the league everywhere right now. Really? I don't know. I read a couple things. Dude, you know I, don't, I'm saying? I don't pay attention, so. You don't pay attention to anything? No. I feel like that's a load of bullshit. Just... Really? Absolutely. 
So you don't see any of the stuff people are saying, things going healthy. on? Yeah, it's not healthy. It's not a healthy thing, but at the same time, it's like one of those deals where yeah, you're kind of forced to watch that's sometimes. Why, well, that's why it's cool when it gets brought up in mm-hmm. person because mm-hmm. then they're like exactly like you just did. Yeah. Like, well, actually, no, I, I don't know any news that's come out about me. And yeah. You can fill me in on everything. Um, we'll have to in a little bit for sure. Yeah. We're actually going right now too, by the way. Welcome to Busting with the Boys. Outstanding citizen with us today. Uh, third overall pick in the 2018 draft, Sam Darnold. Please give him a round of applause, boys. Electrostack to have him on. Uh, charismatic individual. I've actually met him once before, if you guys didn't know this, at uh, the Rebel Ranch, right? Yep. We went. Uh, we were boozing together one day. Not a whole lot of boozing, but there were a couple of drinks passed around. Did, did you like the place? It was great. Yeah. Live music. All the Brad Burberry, right? Yep. He came up, and how do you guys know each other? Same Garrett, class, Garrett, Garrett Brad. Yeah, yeah it's, same, it's yeah. all the same thing to me. Yeah, um, yeah. He's a he's a great dude. We just connected through really our agency, really, uh, just people that we know. Um, and then actually, a lineman that's on our team, uh, Pat Elfline, is boys with him. Yeah, uh, through like training and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, they're all great dudes. Awesome linemen, dudes. you know what right. I mean? Right, the, the salt of the earth cats. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And so you guys came up to uh, Cave Creek. What brought you guys up there? Um, where were we? Uh, that bar, Buffalo Chip. Yeah, outstanding so, bar. So we had a night out in Buffalo Chip, and it was great. Mm-hmm. You guys awesome. watch the bull riding and everything? We did. Yeah, it's awesome. Give me one second, because I am already leaking, boys. Holy shit! Ugh, don't look at that. Don't look at. That. Hey, watch it, JP. Watch yourself now. I know. So hey, sometimes you're sitting down in that chair a little bit, and it's like, oh, the tarps comes off a little bit. Yeah, you guys went to the Buffalo Chip. You saw uh, bull riding. Bull riding, the whole thing, little line dancing. Oh, you know how to line dance? I don't know, but I tried. Did you? I tried really hard. And that's all that matters is the effort. Matters effort. Yep. No doubt. What? uh, So, did you learn? Did you learn how two step too? Um, I've learned in the past. Just when I when we started line dancing and it wasn't going my way. Yeah. I just kind of stepped to the side. No doubt. Just started, you know, just doing my thing, kind of bobbing back and forth. Yeah. That middle school thing where you kind of peer back and forth you're staring at the other girls 100 we're waiting to see who's gonna make a move first type of deal yeah and then at buffalo chip i feel like there were a lot of pros yeah out that night yeah they get down out there dude i give you a little hint on line dancing this might just be my opinion but i feel like you leave line dancing for the ladies right yeah. they go out there they get in their lines they enjoy themselves and do all that two-stepping's where it's at yeah. i was out uh i was out i was actually in arizona this weekend and uh i have a buddy out there bo campbell guy can absolutely two-step with the best of so he's throwing women around there's no gravity when it comes to that man dancing. It's it's outstanding. Jealous. Got Very way jealous. too drunk. I had yeah. no idea. It was one of those little sipper deals, and it was just it turned on me yeah. real fast. Yeah, it's not about me. This is about you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, let's keep going. No, let's, let's just talk keep about going. You. Let's keep the train. No, let's. Where'd not. you go to high school? Uh, oh, I went to Chaparral High School. I went to Michigan, but you went to high school and you didn't just play football. Mm-hmm. Basketball player too. Yep. Was there ever a point in your life where you're like, I want to do basketball instead of football? Oh yeah. Um, early on, mm-hmm. I would say, uh, I would say basketball is probably my first love watching really? Kobe growing up, the man, my dad, a huge Lakers fan, obviously turned me into a Lakers fan as well. Um, you know, even when the Lakers weren't winning a ton, mm-hmm. he was so fun to watch. I mean, just, you know, it would, it could be middle of season, regular season game and he'd be going all out. Like they could be losing by 20 and he'd be playing in the last few minutes of the fourth quarter it was just like you know and i didn't even really recognize that mm-hmm. as a young kid yeah you but as I mean? you get older you appreciate it way more huh percent yeah 100 percent. so it was just yeah didn't even didn't even realize it at the time but he was such an inspiration for me and you know i'm sure a lot of other kids but 100%. Uh, it was fun to watch grow up and watch that and so that's kind of 
how I fell in love with basketball and then, uh, yeah, just ended up loving it and then mm-hmm. started to get into football a little bit later on, like third grade and, uh, just played, I played basketball, football and baseball. Those are like the three that I just rotated around yeah. throughout, throughout my childhood growing up and really throughout until freshman year of, of high school. And then, uh, played basketball up until my senior year of high school. And, uh, that was the last year I played, uh, basketball. So you didn't do any pickups at USC or anything like that. We did. Yeah. We did, yeah. But you nothing, nothing or whatever dunk on some little nerds. Nothing organized. Get a little workout in hundred percent. Yeah. Off season grind. Yeah. No question. All the boys. Yeah. I was, was so terrible. I cannot play basketball at all, but all the boys would go out there, hang out and, yeah. and play basketball. You could post there. Up, though. Yeah. I'll get no easy buckets. Yeah. No easy Jackie buckets Moon. with me. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Pass it back and forth over yes. and over again. Yep. Invent the alley-oop. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. You it, would, you would throw it though. You're not dunking though. Or, no, I can, I get, I used to be able to, dunk. I don't know if I can dunk anymore. The boy had a 30 and a half. Okay. You know, that little vert was kind of nice. Yeah. For a big dude. mine. It was just like 25, 26. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking at it on the Wikipedia page. I'm a one, one, one foot jumper. We ran the one same leg. 40 as well. Did we? Yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, well, you know, in the beginning of this whole thing. Well, you know, what was, what was the 10? What was the split? Uh, one, that's what matters. One, one, six, four. Yeah, probably faster than me too. So, <laughs> but you don't you don't got to run that fast. Heck you no. kind of got wheels. Are you like Pat Mahomes? You guys can get game around speed. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, game, game speed, speed type yeah, of deal. Yeah. And so when you went to USC, you were going there to play linebacker. No, you, so, were, you, you they wanted uh, you to play linebacker at first. So I got recruited. So there were some alignment. I don't know if you know the name Kyle Murphy or Josh Garnett. I do. Um, I don't know those names. No. So they went to Stanford, played lineman. He was a left tackle at Stanford. Um, but they went to my high school. Or, uh, sorry, Kyle Murphy went to my high school, not Josh. But, uh, and then Sean Harlow. Do you know that name at all? Plays no. for the Falcons. Uh, went to Harlow. Oregon State. Do we know the name back there, boys? If it's not 49ers, Bloss ain't gonna know. Yeah, he was, I mean, both really good uh, prospects out of same high school. So we had some, you know, Pac-12 schools that would come around and uh, they recruited me. And But at the time, I was playing linebacker and receiver my sophomore year. And, and uh, I remember Ogeron. Ogeron had like one of the little film cameras. Yeah. Uh, and he was like filming me doing linebacker drills. And I was like, I thought this guy was, was here for, you know, the seniors who are getting recruited to play, mm-hmm. at, uh, to play at SC. And he was just like, no, like I want to film this dude, Darnold. Like he looks like he's, he's got some athletic ability. And I was like a buck, you know, buck 90 at the time. Okay, grow into you know, it. Same, same height. I was tall early on, but uh, yeah, I was a skinny, skinny little linebacker who would just get tossed around by left tackles in our league. But uh, I was playing like three, four, uh, like Sam I th- or no Will at the time. So I was mm-hmm. like kind of on the line of scrimmage, yeah, trying to fight off uh, tight ends and tackles when they were trying to run block. So that was fun at one ninety, yeah. Um, and there were kids that there were like tackles and guards that were pushing three hundred in our league. Really? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, California's got good ball out there. A lot of people like to shit on California, but it's yeah. kind of a deal. People do like to shit on California. Yeah, a lot of people in this. Us actually. Oh, like really? California. Yeah. Who's yeah. that? Who is that? We want to point fingers? No, we're not pointing fingers. But it's in but, this. Is it in this yeah. general area? Is it in this general area? No, it's in this general area. Oh, T. Yeah. We'll leave him out of it. Yeah. yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. T with three letters. Shit on California ball. It's like a top five. A top five state. You got yeah, it. He just, he just talks a lot about SEC and yeah. you know. Where are you from, T? Oh, it means a little bit more. Oh, you're from here. You're a Vols guy. Got to respect the Vols. Their fan base is out of control. Their hey. fan base is, is insane. Michigan, <laughs> Michigan beat the Vols in basketball to go to the Sweet 16. And I put out one tweet of uh, 
Juwan Howard slapping the T. And holy shit. Now, obviously, most of my followers are Tennessee fans living in Tennessee. But it was a bloodbath. They remind me of uh, the Buffalo Bills. That Bills Mafia. You got that T Mafia out there. But, <clears throat> but California dudes, they rip now. California, Ohio, Georgia, Alabama, Florida. Is that the top five? Oh, Pennsylvania, too. That's another one. You can't sleep on that, T. Yeah, Louisiana. Too. Louisiana's like that? Yeah. I don't even know that. That's, that's recent, though. That's pretty recent. So when Ogeron came, had this little camcorder on you, filming you up, mm-hmm. you're a buck 90. Did you think to yourself, oh, I'm going to the league now? <laughs> no, no, I had no idea. Dude, I actually, I didn't really know what a scholarship offer was until I got offered my first one. Well, who was your first offer? University of Utah. Oh, hell yeah. Huge, dude. dude. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, so they offered me after my sophomore year. Um, I played like two games at the end of the season at quarterback because the starter got hurt. And... They offered me based on some tape that they saw of those two games and then of like some drills that I did for him during the spring. No shit. Crazy. Yeah. And so he offered me the scholarship. He was like, hey, man, like we want to offer you a scholarship to play football at the University of Utah. And I was like, oh, okay. At quarterback after two games. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, didn't really knew like what it entailed or like mm. he was like, you pretty excited about it or you just, <laughs> I was just very like, Kind of monotone, like, yeah. yeah, I'm very excited. Thank you, coach. Like, can't wait to, you know, continue talking to you, whatever. And he goes and tells my parents, like, right after that. And I just see my mom melt. She's just crying. crying. Yeah, everywhere. And I'm just like, I think this is a little bit bigger deal than I than I thought. Right. And so they're like, yeah. Like, my dad kind of explained it to me in the, in the head coach. Mm-hmm. He was just like, dude, you're like, you're going to get offered, like, full tuition to go to the school just to play ball. And like potentially have a chance at going to the league. Yeah, that's and, pretty incredible. And so, I don't know. I think it was kind of cool to, you know, live my entire kind of childhood and my high school life, not really knowing what, you know, I was necessarily going for. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't ever trying to get an offer. You know, but it just it just happened. And so, when you were growing up playing ball, you never thought, oh, I'm going to be an NFL football player someday, or I'm going to be well, an I, NBA basketball player, or MLB. Well, I always I always dreamed of playing in professional sports, yeah, and something. But I didn't know necessarily kind of the steps to get there. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, I want to play, I want to play professional ball, do something. And uh, so I was just like, dang, like, you know, I guess the next step would be college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> After high school, right? Right. Yeah. That's so a, usually football is like a, just a, a singular line trajectory of where you're going to yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah. So I got offered and I was, yeah. After they kind of, you know, told me what it was and, and what was going on, then uh, they told me, they're just like, I was just, you know, so happy, so happy about, you know, the, the situation. And then it's funny, like once you get that first offer, I mean, you know how it is. It just starts rolls. rolling in. Yeah. And you got one your sophomore year. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, is that abnormal? I, one guy, that dude from Michigan, he got one in eighth grade, which is kind of wild. Do you have any kids at your school that were getting offers like that? Yeah. I mean, so oh, not, a, not in my, not, no, not in my high school. Um, but obviously, you know, you got guys, you got guys in, you know, like David Sills, who now plays receiver, I think for the Giants. Um, he played at West Virginia, I believe. And uh, he was like one of the top recruited kids in California to play quarterback mm-hmm. and ended up getting offered in seventh grade, I believe, by like Lane Kiffin at oh, SC. Shit. Yeah. And uh, it was insane. He has zero pubic hair on his body. And yeah. he's just, they're just going to all of a sudden right. give him an I offer. I mean, hey, that's, you know, he might have. He might have. You know, some seventh graders did. Yeah. You know, Luke Stedman when I was in middle school. <laughs> Kid was a hoss. He had a receding hairline at 12 years old. It was unbelievable. So you get you get the Utes. 
And so you're kind of like, hey, I guess I'm just going to college now. This is going to happen. What happened after that? Who were, who were the next ones to fall in line? Shoot, it was kind of other Pac-12 schools. Uh, and you didn't start playing quarterback till your junior year? Yeah, like full-time. Uh, so, yeah, kind of that off-season. Yeah. Sophomore going into junior year, I started playing more quarterback. But, uh, yeah, man, it was just Pac-12 schools, a couple. I think it was just Tennessee, honestly, who offered me. Uh, and then, Smart move, huh? And then, yeah, and then it was like, Big Ten, like Penn State, uh, some other ones. But Did you get Michigan? I didn't. You know, it's funny. Uh, right when Harbaugh got the Michigan job, he called me. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he was kind of pitching, and I was just like, hey, like, I've committed to USC. Like, this was after, like, right when I was about to start my senior year. And uh, I was like, listen, like, I made a commitment to go to SC. Like, I appreciate you reaching out. But um, so, yeah, he, he did reach out, and you know, assume that he would have probably offered me, but I didn't even let him get that far. I was just like, I'm, I'm going to SC. That loyal cat, huh? Yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, I grew up an SC fan. Yeah. I mean, you grew up with Matt Liner, Reggie Bush, those yeah, dudes like out there was slaying it. Primetime SC ball. And yeah. I was, you know, that was my childhood. You know what I mean? Mm. So. And Pete Carroll was the dude too, man. Yeah. He, he played SC perfectly. Did all the stuff he needed to do. Get the, and then get dipped the right when the sanctions in. are. Yes. Yeah. Will Ferrell coming in doing practice. Do you guys have anything like that at SC? We did it right. We never did, dude. God. Who were your coaches at SC? So I was with, uh, so Sark. I was with Sark for about a year and a half. And then Clay took over as the interim. And then mm. ended up getting the job after that, that first year where we, uh, we had a pretty good year. That's awesome. That year. Yeah. So when you, when you were coming out, as soon as you got offered by the Utes, you're like, I want to go to SC. The whole time you're like, I want to go to SC. Well, I, I always wanted to go to SC. Yeah. So when they offered, it was a done deal. <clears throat> yeah it was because they offered late too like mm -hmm. i was i actually went on a some unofficial visits uh i went to duke northwestern uh and then i went to oregon why'd you go to duke why'd you go to northwestern i wanted to <laughs> right i uh smart, yeah, I just smart to, kid. no i'm not actually well duke's, um, a, duke's a good school right i thought i was but uh no duke's a great school northwestern too but i uh i really liked fitz who's the coach at northwestern yeah, he's a great and i dude. like cutcliffe a lot just knowing his background with the mannings and stuff i was mm -hmm. like you know i want to get to know this guy and potentially play for him i think it'd be sick yeah and uh so that was kind of my mindset with that and then went to oregon after that so i went duke northwestern oregon and then i came back down to to do a camp like last minute for at sc mm -hmm. um they had like a middle school camp going on and then i was throwing i was like thrown in the mix because sark wanted to uh see me throw in person he never seen me throw in person so um, I threw for him. I probably like 50 balls, just kind of warming up and then on the run, just really like low key workout. And then he took me in his office and offered me on the spot there. And, um, I thought about it, you know, I made the whole list pros and cons where I yeah. wanted to go top three schools. And, and, uh, you know, that was <laughs> once I made the pros and cons list, I was like, pros for sc yeah and then there were no cons <laughs> yeah it was, like, it was over for you huh like, okay yeah this is pretty easy yeah no like, doubt parents can see me play uh great education great ball grew up a fan like yeah. grew up in know. san clemente right yeah grew outstanding town if you've ever been to san clemente god what a beach been? town i have been i was like 15 16 i had a girlfriend who was pretty rich <laughs> so we go out there in the summertime it was good a move. nice deal oh yeah good move. oh yeah, yeah. smart big family italian girl there you go she was awesome Shout out Laura Shockley. But we would, we'd go to San Clemente all the time. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. we go to San Clemente. It was, it was like awesome. Motherfucker. Yeah, like, she hates yeah. my guts probably now. Shout out. Hey, Laura. Good to see you. 
Um, my name. Out your motherfucking. <laughs> how do you feel about that? What side do you want with Chris Rock and Will Smith? Yeah, I'm what sorry, a weird pivot. Yeah. On it. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, you, you can't, you can't hit anyone. Yeah. So you're on the Chris Rock side. Yeah. And it's, it was a joke, mm. but you know, whether, whether the joke was bad taste or not, mm. you know, it's, you can't just, you can't go up and, and smack someone Yeah, like that. Yeah. I've, we talked about it on the podcast last week and it kind of seemed like it's alopecia, right? I don't want to get that wrong. Cause I feel like it's insecure. If I, I, what did I call it last week? Propecia? Propecia, Propecia, which is like the save the hair thing. And I just think that, I don't know. It depends. Like there's a lot of women, uh, Jada included who look beautiful right. with the shaved head. I, right. I, I had no issue with it. And I think anything's fair with comedy when it comes to stand up. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Unless you're white saying the N word. That's sure. probably a big no, no, yeah. right? Probably probably is. Yeah. Yeah. Probably shouldn't go down that road. Other than that. Yeah. I think you're pretty fair game. Other than that, there might be another couple. Yeah. But anything off the top of your head you're thinking of, no, you probably shouldn't no, touch. No, no, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, that was, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, I don't even know if, if he knew that she had it or mm. I don't even know if it was his joke. That's the other thing is like, did yeah. he write it himself? He didn't, right? I mean, even, even then he's got to take responsibility because he said it. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, but at the end of the day, it's, it's a joke and Chris Rock's there to, and you got to know if, if you're at the Oscars and you're sitting front row. You're going to get roasted a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing too, when they showed Will Smith sitting there, he was like smiling. Having a good time. Have you seen the whole and, clip? And then he looks over. Yep. Mm -hmm. Had to go defend her honor. Yeah. Yeah. I thought his reaction was perfect, though. The way Chris, Chris Rock, Rock handled it? He's like, wow. Dude. What, a, what a fucking yeah. pro, dude. What a he pro. Was rattled, though. Oh, there's no question. He was rattled. Started saying documentary instead of oh, uh, Oscar. <laughs> like, had a whole bunch of stuff going on. But I think all of us in here, if he slapped me, we've talked about this. You, you get slapped yeah, by another man. Do? You like to think level of heads would prevail, but like, I mean, you're getting poked in the chest in general. Someone doesn't like just goes right up to your chest and pokes you. You kind of want to kill that person immediately, right? Yeah. So imagine getting open hand slapped. Imagine if that just broke out into a huge fight. I think Chris Rock would get his ass beat. He would. That's he would he absolutely get his ass beat. Well, yeah. He's probably gotten, I mean, listen, he's a, he's a stand-up comedian who's done a million shows. Right. He's, that's probably happened to him. And the stand-up community, I don't think there are a bunch of tough guys in there. Like two off the top of the head, Shab and uh, Rogan. Are the two dudes that are probably going to beat some ass. And other than that, like, you don't think, I mean, Chris Rock's tiny. He's 5'7". Yeah. 54 years old or whatever he is. Absolute legend. Legend. But he starts swinging. It would have made it. I mean, it would have been outstanding TV. It we would have been talking for an he hour is, longer. He said it. Right when, right when he landed the shot, and mm. right when he got back up to the mic, he was like, this is the greatest night in television. Yeah, <laughs> hey, he did such a great job. Yeah. Such it a was, great job it handling it. was very well. He handled it perfectly, yeah. I thought. Um, but yeah. I think it would have been better if he just said, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. And then it just was, that was it. But then he just kept going. And, yeah, it was yeah. a bad deal. And then he goes up and does that two and a half minute speech. Did you, now, were you watching it live? I didn't watch it live. Yeah, but I, I wasn't either. Clips. Yeah, I see the Twitter and it's thriving. It's going off on there. And you immediately go to try to zoom in, find it. Shout out Japan. Japan had the whole thing for us. Yeah, no, I don't know how, how fast it was after he slapped Chris Rock, but mm -hmm. how fast, what, how quick was the turnaround with him winning the award and going up and giving the speech? It was like 20 minutes, right? That's crazy. Yeah. And so he's got to go up. He's talking about being a protector and stuff like that. Yeah. And it was his first Oscar as well. God. Hey, and then he, uh, he just resigned from the Academy. Yeah. He just came that. out the other day and said, I'm going to resign, which I don't know what that means. Does that mean he's done acting or he's uh, just no longer affiliated with the PA or whatever they are? I don't know, dude. He can't go to the Oscars? 
I tell you, T's, T's got the information. He just can't go to the award yeah. shows anymore. But he's he can still, still win stuff. He's still good. <laughs> yeah, he's Will Smith, dude. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. If anything, he probably just got another action movie. Right. Let's work on that. The, the hit movement? Yeah. Guy would be a hell of a golfer. Yeah, 100%. Hell of a golfer. Hell of a quarterback. We have stopped this podcast because we have yet another ad read for you guys. And if it's the boys that have a little bit of trouble in the bedroom, it's nice to perk them ears up. Listen, because you're going to be able to do everything you want in there from the comfort of your own home. And that is with Roman. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you come up a little short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But, it, but if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to GetRoman.com slash boys. It's a little fun play because we want to be bussin' boys. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. That's right around the corner. You got issues, you can fix them real, real fast. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getbussin.com. Wait, Wait. sorry. Whoa, whoops. <laughs> Just go to getroman.com slash bussin boys and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving the home. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Call to action. Better listen up. Go to getroman.com slash bussin to get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. I know it seems a little redundant, but there's a lot of people out there, their mind space is left and right, little ADHD in your life. You're thinking one minute, you're not, you might miss the second one, you might miss the first one, and then all of a sudden you catch that third one. And we're just trying to help the boys be boys, and that's bussing. You know what I'm saying? You're just trying to bussing, you know what I'm saying? So make sure you do that. We love you to death. And I, I assume by you just watching this, you have a little feeling in your tummy too when you see us, a couple of butterflies sitting there. And if you do, go to YouTube, go to Twitter, go to Instagram, go to Facebook, go to whatever you want, including TikTok. Subscribe, rate five stars, and make sure you comment because the boys are here. We're going to be here for a while. 145 to the moon. Take us there because you're the only ones going to be able to do it. Subscribe, rate five stars. Back to Sam. So we go to SC. How do we do it, SC? We redshirt our first year. Yep. Yeah, redshirt the first year, which I knew I was going to do. So, you know how a lot of quarterbacks go early mm-hmm. in school. So, I didn't do that. I just went in the summer because I knew. Smart. Hit prom. Yeah. Do it all. Yeah. I played basketball, went to prom, did all the cool senior stuff to do. You know, because right. if, if I wouldn't have done that and then sat for a year, it's like, what am I doing? Pros and cons. You no, know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, redshirted, redshirted at SC, um, sat behind Cody Kessler, and then quarterback competition. Started that next year with Max Brown, um, who's another, you know, five-star kid coming out. I had to sit for a few years to wait a shot, uh, wait for his shot. And then, uh, yeah, and then he ended up winning the competition. Ended up playing for three games, I believe. And then I started the fourth one. Um, we lost that one, so we started one and three. And then we didn't lose a game after that. What was going through your mind when he won the competition? Because obviously you guys are going back and forth all camp. Yeah, when, was, they, when they tell you that, hey, you're not going to be the starter week one? Um, basically, what, what, uh, what Coach said was just, um, we got to make the best decision for the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was basically it. You know how it is. It was like very, we got to do what's best for the team. Um, and 
what's best for the team is that Max starts for us. Really? And so that was, it was very, very simple, which I respected. Because mm-hmm. I was like, how am I going to argue with that? You know, the coach thinks that he's better than me and that he gives us the best chance to win. Like, do I disagree? Yes, obviously. But that wasn't, you know, that wasn't for me to say. I was just, yeah. I just kind of took it and uh, handled it how I handled it. And that was really it. And so you weren't pissed off at all by that? Um, I will. So I'll go back a little bit. He, he did mention me getting a package for like red zone stuff and, and some stuff for me to like run the ball in the red zone and on third and short, third and fourth and short. And so that, that kind of got me a little uh, irritated. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, everything that he said was spot on. I mean, he was like, he gives us the best, cha- best chance to win. But at the same time, we envision you having like a red zone package and a third and fourth and one package. Um, and so I was just like, yes, coach. Because I'm like a, you know, 19, 18, 19 year old. Uh, I was just like, all right, sounds good. Yeah, I was, I was much more mouthy than that. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. my retro freshman year, they told me I wasn't starting. I told the coach to go fuck himself. Yeah. But hey, that's, that's how it works sometimes, you yeah. know? I definitely said that in my head. Yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to let them know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Things are going your way. You got to say, fuck you. hundred percent. That's the way the deal works sometimes. So the first three games go on. Yeah. And then what happens to this guy? Um, he, he gets hurt, right? No, he just got benched. Just shitty. Throwing in INTs left and right. So he just, I mean, I'm still friends with him to this day. Max yeah, is great I'm sure dude. he's a great guy. Yeah. I just shit on him. Yeah, I'm sure he's a great guy. He's awesome. Yeah, I had to say that. But no, he is. He really is. Um, but, uh. Yeah, was, that that was probably the weirdest part, to be honest, because we were we were boys uh, my freshman year, because he was kind of showing me the ropes, and um, you know when I was going out at SC, um, we were kind of hanging out, and you know he was taking me to parties, doing all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, Big Brother stuff, and then all of a sudden we're in a competition together, and it was like, all right, I guess that's over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. We're not doing any of that stuff anymore? Not but, partying together anymore? Nothing yeah, like that. So, so that was kind of the weird part, because I was, you know, we had the same friend group, you know. Uh, boys with, you know, everyone on the team and then some of the kids outside of, outside of football as well. But, um, you know, it's just part of the deal. And, uh, yeah, so I thought the way that he handled it was insane, though. Just perfect. The, the way that he was just – he never even said anything in the media about me or anything. He just – he handled it like a pro. He so. just supported you. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. I love yeah. that. When – um. So you you play, you play those games and then you go on then you play the next year you guys win the Pac-12 championship correct? Yes. Win the Pac-12 championship and then we get to the 2018 mm-hmm. uh, draft and there's kind of the three guys that everyone's talking about Baker Mayfield you and Josh Rosen. Yeah. And now you and Baker well Baker's pretty outspoken too but you seem like a guy kind of like keep to himself don't say a whole lot yeah. don't read a lot of stuff. Yeah. What are you thinking when you see Josh Rosen? saying some outlandish shit going to UCLA. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's hard. It makes, it just, it makes life harder. Yeah. But why, why does it make it harder on you? What do you mean? You said it makes life harder. For him. Oh, yes. That's why I don't, you know, I choose not to. (laughs) And like, honestly, like I would, I wouldn't, I don't know, just not in me to like do stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And now I do have, you know, I have great friends and a great circle, you know, great family that, you know, if there's some, shit that I got to get off my chest, like, yeah, everyone has it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But um, going through the media and, and making a scene about it, that's, 
you know, it's just harder to live life that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it makes it a little bit more fun sometimes. You could argue. It's it's fun if you do well. Right. Right. But if you're the 10th overall pick getting traded the next year and then doesn't age well. happened the way it's happened to him. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a good deal. And same for Baker too. He seems like he's in a bit of a deal right now. So of all three of those quarterbacks, you're doing the best. Yeah. You're doing well. I would argue. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) So Baker, I mean, Baker's got to find himself a new home. How do you, what did you think about him when he came out with like a, a see a later letter? to the Browns even before they got Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a tough deal, right? Cause you got, you got, you know, people that you think are loyal to you mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, whatever it is in his circle at the Browns coaches, owner, GM, what, whatever it is for him saying that they're, you know, he's their guy, all this stuff, all the promises that they make. And then all of a sudden there's rumors going out, not necessarily rumors, but you know, factual you know, information out that, you know, they're looking to potentially get Deshaun Watson and, you know, that might hit a, you know, that might hit to the core a little bit for him. Yeah. And so that's, again, it's not, not for me to really comment a ton on because mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't, I'm yeah. not in his shoes. I don't know what's going on in Cleveland, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough deal, man. Yeah. That's, that's as you know, deal. it's cutthroat business. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, not to get corny, but it is. Yeah. And you go third, you go third overall to the Jets. And was Adam Gase the coach then, or was the was that the year after? No, he was. So Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles was the coach. Todd Bowles first. was our head coach in 2018, 2019 season. And then, uh, yeah, love Todd and McCagnan was our GM, and they were the ones who drafted me, took me in. And then that next year, Bowles gets fired. They bring in Adam Gase, and uh, McCagnan's still the GM. And then the next year, they bring in Joe Douglas as the GM, with Adam Gase as the head coach, and. So what, what, like, hey, you hear all that stuff. Adam Gates is the dude that does like the weird eye thing, right? When he's getting, oh, what his he, interview? Yeah. Yeah. Like, was he just a, a, a crazy person or what no, was the deal? Adam's great. He's a good, you loved him. Great dude. Yeah. I love Adam. Cause I was, wa- I was watching some stuff and um, I was watching the a YouTube video of like the Patriots game, obviously a tough one out there. Sure. And then I was watching stuff after they're like, Adam Gates didn't do anything to help you. They didn't do slide predictions. No, uh, like seven man pros, no check downs, none of that stuff. What what was going on during that game where he, like, did he come and say anything to you or anything like that? Yeah, well, I mean, we just watched the tape. <laughs> we yeah. we talked about some stuff, and, you know, there were, there were definitely some things where I could have done a lot more with the protection to help me out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just, for lack of a better term, it was a cluster, uh, you know, out on the field and, and trying to, you know, because Bill and, and that, that whole tree, Flores, Patricia, all those guys, if, if you can't figure out there's zero pressure and, and yeah. you don't have an answer, they're going to keep bringing it. Yeah, when they bring seven up, you think they're bringing zero. Yeah. And so you think you have to get the ball out real fast. Then all of a sudden they drop and yeah. they're only rushing three or four. Well, yeah. And, and then, then the, the next time then, they bring or, them all. And then the one guy that rushes is the guy that you slide away from. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, there's just, there's, there's a lot of, there's good ways to handle it and there's bad ways to handle it. And, you know, we didn't, we didn't handle it the best that you could have. When you say that was stuff you could have done for, for protection, yeah, was it like a development thing for you for where sure. you didn't know protection very well? Um, I think it was just um, kind of getting things lined up to start and then understanding, okay, I have five seconds on the play clock. Like one of those, like, damn, like, you know, I was trying to figure stuff out with the receivers, like trying to give them signals. And I think it was more just trying to, we should have been more in and out of the huddle mm-hmm. than we were that game. I think that was really the biggest issue. 
Um, and then we started going on the ball and that helped a little bit, but I mean, yeah, we didn't, we didn't have great answers for it. Is there anything you said to the guys like, Hey, we gotta get to the line faster so I can kind of dissect this thing. For sure. I mean, that was, that was one of the first things I said. And then we started going no huddle, um, which I did quite a bit of, uh, with Adam, um, which, you know, he did a lot of with Peyton Mm -hmm. in Denver. Um, and so that was kind of, that was kind of the go-to if we were, uh, kind of struggling or in a rut, we would go to the no huddle stuff and, and try to get on the ball and create some tempo for us. Um, but then again, like you start to go tempo and you go three and out, puts the defense in a shitty position. Real bad position. So another thing about tempo too is when you go tempo or a two minute type of situation, it usually vanillas down the defense quite a bit, right? Because they have to get ready, they have to get lined up, they don't have time to make those. Yeah, so they were just blitzes. bringing zero the whole time. Yeah, that was really their, putting the fucking pressure on that you. Was, yeah, that was when we started going no huddle. They were like, all right. We'll just keep calling it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just a tough day. And you had the unanimous the thing saying you got, you're seeing ghosts out there. Right. Yeah. yeah well, like, hey, that's a tough meme. Yeah, it is. No, it's a, it's a tough thing to, uh, to handle, you know, to this day. Mm-hmm. But uh, so when all no, that, when just, all that stuff's cycling, what do you, what are you thinking was, about that? It's, it's interesting. Cause like in our room, in a quarterback room, mm-hmm. we would, we would see guys kind of like in the pocket you know, you have some quarterbacks flinch a little bit. Mm-hmm. We would say, oh, they're seeing ghosts out there. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I just, like, said that to my coach at the time, you know, when we were down 40 to nothing. Yeah. Because I was just pissed and didn't know what to say, to be honest. And it just it happened, and they uh, they got it on live TV. So did and, they? Uh, were, were you mic'd up? Who was, was mic'd up? I was mic'd up. Oh, you fucked up. Yeah. That's on you. That's I was hoping me. it'd be like a coach or something like that, That's but you— yeah. You sold yourself out. No, it's for sure on me. I, I'll take that one to the grave. <laughs> for sure I'll take that one to the grave. No doubt. Dude, that's got to be a tough deal. But hey, listen, everyone has bad games. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. And listen, that was that was the worst game by far that I've ever played in mm-hmm. my life. And um, but I, own, I own up to it. Yeah. Yeah. Got to own up but to it. But that week after, like, you play Sunday and then Monday, you're just like, fuck yeah. my life. No, it was Monday night. So Tuesday morning. Yeah, Tuesday yeah. morning. Thank God it's a short week though. You <laughs> right. got one less week to move on. Stew on it. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. Cause that stuff, man, when you, when you have one of those games, like I have my, we talk about all the time week one, you kind of sit there and we played at noon on Sunday. So I had the full week to think about, I'm just a piece of shit now, aren't I? I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I'm garbage out here. Yep. And then pay attention to the media and oh, hey, listen, they start tough. saying, oh, you know, you suck, dude. Yeah. You try to go find a different profession. It's, it's bad. And, and then, then people you, and on then Twitter like, too are just, just wild. Yeah. Should I do something different? Maybe they're right. <laughs> yeah. It's dude, it's um it's just crazy how people want to manipulate things and if you go one bad game or something happens, it especially being at quarterback, it's I feel like deal, dude. it's part of the deal, but at quarterback, you you every, the, you live and die with the franchise. Like if things are going well, it's like wow, this dude's a stud, but look how great the defense is, look how good wide receivers are. But when things aren't good, they're like it's Sam. It's yeah. his fault. It's the quarterback's fault. Does that seem fair to you to have all that kind of pressure all the time for quarterbacks yeah. in general, not just for you? I think it is for sure. Why is that? The money. I mean, that's the money true. that's, you know, there's Not a $30 million deal, 20 or what time, 20 million signing bonus. It was something like that. Yeah. Uh, you know exactly what it was. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that, dude. But, uh, no, but it's again, like I'm, I'm half joking about the money thing, mm-hmm. but you get ready all week and you know, there's a reason that the franchise lives and dies with the quarterback. Yeah. Because you're the one out there. You got the ball in your hand every single play. Like, and it really has become 
more and more as as the game keeps progressing. It's becoming more and more of a quarterback league, and um, you know it's it's great. You know, it's, I think it's great for the game. You know, like when numbers are going up, you know, passing statistics are going up. I think it's great TV. You know, for people to watch and all that. But um, yeah, that's kind of my take on it. But I really do think it. You know, some of it's not warranted. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff that people say that's. You know, yeah, people play that keyboard coach 100%. I think they know exactly what's going yeah. on, they really have no idea. Yeah, so that that part's tough. And then, you know, there's sometimes where like some guy gets it like spot on, mm-hmm. you know, he's like the keyboard <laughs> yeah, coach, and he's yeah. like, he's like, dude, should have seen this, like to the left, you should have slid it to the left and got the back out. You're like, dang, dude, he's right. Yeah, no. I should have I done that. Yeah. That's so funny, dude. But uh, but no, it's it rarely happens, but. Uh, yeah, man, it's, it's part of the deal. Mm-hmm. Do you do a lot of mental work at all during the off season or anything like that? Um, I, I, I started to a little bit a couple of years ago, um, just working with someone who not even for football, it was just mm-hmm. to, to kind of clear my mind. And then there's some, you know, just some low key, like meditation that I would do, like just by myself, like in the morning or at night before I go to bed, uh, just clear, clear my head. But you use an um, app? Do you like do you like the call map space, or something like that? Headspace? Space a little bit. Cool. Yeah. I just mess with it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just if I feel like I need it or if I feel like I'm, you know, why am I feeling a certain way? Like, you know what I mean? So sometimes I feel like I need it more more days than others. But um, I think all that stuff's great, though. I yeah. Think, I think there's, I don't think you can talk enough about mental health, in, especially in the NFL. Why do you think it's become such a thing lately? And in the last three, four years, it's really the mental health has People have talked about it so much more than they have in the past. Yeah. I just think there's so much more attention around things that wouldn't otherwise get attention mm-hmm. because of social media. You know, you have yeah, such a, point. you have such more of a, you're just kind of a fly on the wall in, in anyone's life now. You know, if you follow whoever it is, like Dak Prescott, you know, talking about mental health, I think is great, you know, because you look on Sundays and you look on the field and he's rushing it and you're like, dude, this guy makes, you know, um, you know, he's just killing life in general. Like he's throwing touchdowns. He's playing for the Dallas Cowboys. Like you almost feel like he's invincible. And then all of a sudden he comes out with, you know, uh, all these mental struggles that he's been dealing with. And, you know, you you don't realize it, but a lot of, a lot of people deal with the same stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. huge actors, a bunch of different people. Do you think, do you think that like the, uh, the mental side of things have, has kind of, been brought up more because so like you said so many people have more access and like a lot of these guys and like the old school dudes played 10 20 30 years ago like this is so soft now but they don't realize that it used to be a newspaper clipping and that would be your news and what happened in the game before and you wouldn't see what everybody else is saying but now at a click of a button you can learn what everybody's thinking about you always great point yeah that's a great point i think it, it is different i think everything's just different yeah i think to now there are there are some times where i'm like okay that you know, that's pretty soft, you know, some of the things that would happen in terms of, um, you know, guys, you know, missing practice for one thing or the other. Um, you know, I think there's, there's a lot of like the basketball talk, I think is very interesting. Like when you hear, when you hear guys like Michael Jordan and Larry Bird criticizing guys for like missing games Mm -hmm. during the middle of the season. And, you know, I get some of that. Um, but now, you, you know, you look at guys like LeBron who like to do that and LeBron's and what his, 19th 18th 19th year he's a unicorn he's a freaking machine Mm -hmm. and so when that when a guy like that sits out a game and gets a bunch of flack for it i'm like dude you can't you can't really give him shit for missing a game yeah 
you know, look at what he's done with his career. Look how he literally brought Cleveland up from nothing. He brought Cleveland up from nothing. And then also like Michael Jordan, you, everybody watched the, the documentary, the last dance. And he would, you know, have a couple beers before a game, eat a pizza. And that's play like a round of golf. Yeah. He'll play a round of golf can the day I, before can you a game. Playing a round of golf the day before. I can before imagine a game. playing a round of golf in general in my life. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a hard ass sport. Play 18 holes. I mean, I can't do it. I know there's a couple guys in the like back. Four hours. Dude, yeah. I'm out there. I play three holes and I sit in the cart and I'm like, I can't do this. Drink like, some yeah. whistle pig and I, and I just move on. But there you go. There's the plug. The, uh, oh, yeah, you got you to plug it a little bit too. I haven't even <laughs> talked about the Chevy Silverado, the most durable, reliable vehicle. But um, with, my, with Michael, dude, it just seemed like as things have advanced more in science and how the body works and all the things you can do for your body now, it's, I think in basketball, you play so many games yeah, for LeBron, especially at his age too, to take a couple of games, sit and not play. I mean, I think that's, that's the move. Now you would argue that people pay good money. They work super hard to come and see yeah, LeBron, sure. come and see Kobe, come and see the, those dudes, rest in peace, Kobe, but um, come and see these guys. But at the same time, like, the whole goal when you play a sport is to win mm-hmm. whatever it is at the end, whether it's a Super Bowl, the NBA Finals, all that stuff. And so I think that's a smart move by him to be able to do that. Yeah. Did you see that thing with uh, Eric Church going to the UNC game? Yes, dude. Oh, my God. What do you think about that? He just um, dipped in the squad. He did. He did. But at the same time, he— How's it not he, for the boys move? A huge Eric Church fan, too. He refunded the tickets, though, mm-hmm. of everyone that went. Now, they were complaining about flights and— Flights and hotels. hotels and stuff yeah. like that, which I get. But it's also one of—it's his dream you know, to go see a UNC Duke Final Four. Yeah, like, and that was, uh, what's his name's last game too, right? Coach K. Coach yeah. K, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I want to take a side, but I'm, I lean towards Eric Church just because, like, it might be part of your dream to go see Eric Church in concert, mm-hmm. but it's literally his childhood dream to go watch UNC Duke play in the Final Four. Yeah. So, like, where, does, where do you draw the line of, like, whose fault is it? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, I mean, just to play devil's advocate, you, if you make a commitment to go do something and there's nothing restricting you other than a want, like you signed up for it. You sure. signed up to be a quarterback in the NFL. So regardless of how you feel on Sunday, you're going to go out there and play. I signed up to be a left for tackle. Sure. You know, if I would, if I just dipped, we're about to play the Ravens one day and I'm like, hey, I love it, but this team's playing this team. I really want to go see it. <laughs> hey, it's my brother's birthday. Yeah. And that shit doesn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A big Michigan-Ohio State game this weekend, guys. I'm I'm not going to be able to go to the walkthrough. Third week in November, I just can't. I can't play. Hopefully the bye week's then. Yeah. It's like, it just doesn't work that way, you know? Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, Eric Church, especially in the country music world, he's a a legend. Mm -hmm. Like, I love his music. I think he has three or four albums that just absolutely slay. But uh, I don't know if that's like the, I mean, I don't think it's the best move to go and do that. Now, he can do whatever he wants with his life. He's still going to go play that same venue probably a year later and sell it out. And it's going to be just fine. Yeah. He's just going to catch a little flack right now and move on. Yeah. It's tough, dude. Yeah. Their church thing is wild. Yeah. What do you think like the best way to like handle stuff like that is in terms of maybe not the Will Smith, but like Eric church and like other things that come out about people. Like, um, do you think it's best to like post right away or do you think it's, you just kind of eat it and then kind of let time handle so if it. You're, if you're Eric Church, you, like what would I say if I was Eric yeah. Church? I would get out in front of it like he did. And I think I'm a big get out in front of things guy. Yeah. I like to, if I fuck up something, if I do something wrong, I, I feel like I have to tell everybody around me mm-hmm. because there's a part of me that has like this anxiety about if I know I did something wrong and everybody else here knows I did something wrong, there's like this barrier mm. that like 
they're thinking it and I know it. So what, like, and we're not talking about it for me. I'm like, I just got to talk about it to make sure like, this is what I was thinking. This is what happened. And then that's just, that's just how I am. I think you can go a lot of ways about it, but yeah, I, um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff I see where I'm like, why wouldn't someone just say it? Something like this right away. Like if you know, your agent speaking for you in a contract negotiation, I like when I was doing my contract with uh, John Robinson, I just went and spoke to him. And they're like, hey, you shouldn't go do that. You shouldn't go do X, Y. I'm like, yeah, I got to get up there and just see him face to face and be like, this is how I feel. Yeah. Where, what are you thinking? And then it takes the business side of it. Now you're having a personal it. conversation. Yeah. I mean, I like to think so. I'm still here, you yeah. know, so things are going all right. Yeah. But what would you do? Would, would you no, uh, let I'm, everybody I'm else handle it? Yeah. You no, like I'm that too? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's definitely the move, dude. Um, should we do that tier talk now? Because I know we have to do two. So we have two segments. There's the locker room talk. And the tear talk, which is kind of redundant. Uh huh. Okay. Top five stadiums he's ever played in. Top five wide receivers he's ever played with. God, that's tough. Well, I guess I'll give you that. Which? What do you want to do? Tough. <laughs> uh, we'll definitely need some top five QBs to ever play at you. I'll do. I'll do that. We'll see sure. that. Okay. So I could do. I mean, yeah. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Hey, that was tough. Oh, I actually forgot to tell everybody about the big news. Not only can you do that, but if you want, you can go right here and you can subscribe and then you can unsubscribe and resubscribe. It's so redundant. It's so annoying. You're trying to skip over this right now, but we broke the button so you can't do it. It's because 70% of you are out there not doing it. You're just watching and enjoying it. And we love that. But come join the bus, baby. All right. You can add a little tier three in your life. Those tier twos go. Now, becoming a tier one's crazy. We talk about in the pod, guy gets a tattoo on his leg. Holy Christ, right? That's, that's a tier one cat. We love him. We should probably send him some merch. He's outstanding. Maybe do a little giveaway also. I don't know why I just said that because it's also on the top of my head. But subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Enjoy what we're giving you. Okay, because we're doing our damnedest and we love you to death. The way, the way Bustin' with the Boys work is uh, we have tiers. So tier one's the diehard cats on our podcast. The ones that get tattoos. You guys see the guy who got a tattoo on his thigh? No way. Uh, of, he had a B with the, with the horns and everything. I love to, if we could put up his little name in that picture in this video. Does this guy have a lot of tats? It looked, it was a bare leg. It looked like a bare leg. That's, Outstanding that's tattoo, though. He had a great tattoo artist. It's different if you're like tatted up, you know what I mean? Yeah, you if you're like gunned, a, you can kind of just do whatever. Yeah. You know, whatever 100%. you want. Yeah, no one's going to see anything. Right. So, when, so he would be qualified as a tier one guy. Tier two is like you follow, you comment, you subscribe, you rate five stars. Okay. Uh, those types of things. And then tier three are the people that kind of sit in the background. And then you see like a friend or something like that. Like, hey, I heard you're doing pretty good. Oh, hey, the podcast is doing all right. That yeah. type of thing. Yeah, yeah. That's a tier three guy. Got it. So on these tier talk options, you have to give me your top five quarterbacks. So I guess we're doing five tiers today, boys. Okay. Um, in order? In order of who you want. Hit the, hit the names. You can talk about them if you want. You don't have to talk. You can just hit us right away. But I need your tier one, two, three, four, and five. Yeah. Of these names on the board. Yep. Can the, the audience see who's on the board? We'll put it up for them. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Floss is a whiz back there. Yeah. Um, 
see a couple of names yeah, coming I'd, out right I'd now. Go, I'd go Carson one. Carson one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Carson Palmer. Why Carson Palmer? Um, I think just, I mean, he won a Heisman at That's SC. Fair. That's a fair Won statement. a national championship. Okay. All right. Yeah. He hadn't, for a lot of people that don't know, he actually had a great career. Um, had some injuries that he's dealt with and, you know, kind of handled it, I think, very professionally. Um, could have thrown some people under the bus, too, in terms of what happened in his career, mm-hmm. in terms of some some different things with some certain teams. <laughs> um, but I think he handled it like a pro, and I just respect him a ton. And he's a baller. Um, yeah. Then I'll go Liner. Liner at two, um, two. Yeah. Yeah, Leonard's a stud, man. Him, I, we said before, him and Reggie Bush, that little duo they had. It was unreal. Unreal. It was the sickest thing to grow up and watch them play football. Yeah. Um, what about that name above Matt Leonard? What do you think about that one? No, I don't, I don't recognize it. No? No. No, me either. Um, so I know this is, this is tough because I know Mark and Matt, Sanchez and Barkley. Yeah. Um, so I hope they're listening right here, and we can have a yeah, little argument. I mean, Mark's it. much more handsome than Matt. Yeah, that's debatable as well. You think so? It just depends. You, you know, know, if you're into, you know, bonds or brunettes. You know, yeah. yeah, exactly. That whole thing that Mark has going on. Um, Maddie, oh. big NFT guy, Matt. Big NFT Bitcoin guy. Loves um, the Bitcoin. Shoot, uh, I'm gonna go, Mark. I'm going to go Mark, Mark over Matt. Three. Yep. God, how does Matt feel about that? He follows the pod. I know. I'm just going to go Mark just because, I mean, I mean, Matt did some great things at SC, but, you know, I think he would have won a natty with that team that wasn't allowed to win a natty because mm-hmm. uh, of the sanctions. Shout out to Carol. But, yeah, Mark won the Rose Bowl and stuff, so Mark had a great career too. So Mark and then Matt, and then I'd go Rodney Pete. You're not going to put yourself in that list. Myself, yeah. Who's that? Yourself, oh, Sam yourself. No, I said myself, but yourself. <laughs> Sorry, yourself. No, you. Uh, no. I mean, I'm not going to do that. I don't even know who Rodney Pete is. Rodney Pete, look up his highlights. When did he play? Sick. Sick player. I don't even know, but uh, I've seen some of his highlights just being around SC. You're just being too humble on this podcast yeah. right now. <laughs> no, dude. You played. Those in guys the 80s. are ballers. Oh, we played in the 80s. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> Totally different game. Leather helmets and shit back then, or yeah, whatever, he dude. Solid, he had a solid uh, NFL career too. I don't know. It's tough, dude, because you didn't, you didn't grow up with it and you don't know. And doing these tiers too are difficult because you got to take away the NFL part because you just got to talk about college. I know. Because you think oh, okay. you think Mark Sanchez, you have the butt fumble, right? So you probably put Matt. Things. Well, I don't know. That's all know. I remember. That's all I know. Yeah. That thing lived on the not top ten forever, right? Yeah. Months, years. I think it was retired. Look, dude, you can't even see the film on this thing. It's so grainy. This looks like NFL Blitz 2000. That's Rodney Pete at quarterback, right? Yeah. Okay, I thought so. <laughs> looks like him. That was a dime. I mean, you should have threw him in stride. Am I right? I mean, it was a dime, dude. <laughs> so you dime. put you put Rodney some dude that played in the 80s. No offense to Rodney. I'm sure I'm positive he doesn't watch this podcast. So it doesn't matter what I say. <laughs> But you, hey, you never know. You, you never, never know, know exactly. But you're gonna put him over you. You're the third overall pick in 2018, yeah, dude. Ronnie Pizza baller. Look at him. 
I don't know. We're also watching NFL highlights. If you go back to SC highlights, the way we're judging, I guess, the tier. I want to go to USC so bad. They were telling me before you got here. I will, yeah, USC, Texas, or any SEC school besides Vanderbilt or Kentucky. How does Michigan feel about that when you say stuff like well, that? I, well, I say when I was in high school. Um, <laughs> and then I had like an up and down deal with Michigan towards the end of my career there. In terms of one of the boosters? No, I never got paid. Or? Never got paid. I'm sure you did. The Hollywood stuff. There's so much. You never got money. Mm-mm. You never got a free Once. meal. You never went out to eat. And they're like, hey, go no. ahead. You're never. lying like a rug, dude. <laughs> it's okay. We're out. You can't get in I trouble actually, anymore. I actually never got paid. Do you know guys on your team that did? For sure. Well, go ahead. What you got? No, I got. Use I'm names, not, social security man, numbers. No. Let me hear the whole thing. Yeah, social security numbers. <laughs> yeah. I won't name any names, but I'll give social security numbers. There you go. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, there's lots of dudes. They, people get paid all the time. I mean, SEC, you know what I'm talking about over there, T? Yeah. Hey, it means more. Allegedly. You think Tennessee's paying dudes out there? Yeah. You know what I mean, dude. Yeah, that's right. The NIL thing. Um, we'll do locker room talking a little bit because they said they want us to do this. Is all good cuts up too, so it's okay. gonna sound way better. Um, <laughs> we'll do locker room talking a second. Um, so you get you get drafted to the uh, the Jets. Mm-hmm. What is that fan base like before you got traded? Before I got so so when I got drafted, yeah, when you got drafted a couple great. years there, yeah, great. They're 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 love yeah. like that. I mean, they'll let you know when you fuck up. There's but. no question, but they <laughs> but. they just seem like they're like. On par with the Eagles. Yeah. No, it's it's a very I mean, they're devotional fans, man. Like they're there'd be there'd be games where, you know, our season's not going great mm-hmm. and they would the stadium was I mean, pretty pretty solid. It was fun to play in, loud. Um, dude, it was a great fan base. Loyal. Loved them. Um but yeah, you know, thing things don't go well and they'll let you know about it. Yeah. Which I respect, honestly. Yeah, to your face, though. I'm yeah, not that's talking true. Social media. You're playing a little vanilla on me right now, and I know there's a little something behind it that probably pissed you off. Those Jets fans. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> there's, there's a lot that, you know, people would say stuff and, you know. But again, like I said, like when, you, when you're in the social media world mm-hmm. and people are talking so much shit online, you respect it so much more when people say it to your face. Yeah, I, uh, there's only been a handful of times someone says something to my face. Right. But Jets fans really yeah, do it like time. that. Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. It's going to be tough. You go into, you're going to a little deli out there, grabbing a sandwich, and oh, some guys is, like... There was a place, so I love... So, I love this place in, in uh, New Jersey. I'm not going to say the name. Okay, yeah, no free shout-outs. I love that. 100%, yeah. Um, and I don't live there anymore, so... Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, great people. Um, but there would be people that would... All the people that go there are Jets fans. Like, they yeah. have, like, the old-school, like, 80s Letterman jacket, like... You know, I'm like, did you play for the Jets? They're like, nah, I'm just a big fan. And uh, so they're the extra yeah, hard hats, like all, they're yeah. all the fireman ed guys. So no, but like great fans, but they, they would definitely they'd be like, hey, what the fuck are we doing? Like, can we can we get the ball to can we put Demarius Thomas out there more often? Like when he catches the ball, he does something with it every time. Yeah. And it's like, hey, you're not wrong. Like, I hear you. Mm-hmm. But he's he's dealing with some some hamstring issues right, right. now. Right. Like, but they don't that care about no that at one all. knows about. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, and so it's just stuff like that. But honestly, it was, it's fun to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they're like critiquing like what sh- we should do and strategy and stuff like that. 
Um, the part that pisses me off is when people judge like my game, mm-hmm. like how I'm playing. Then I'm like, hey, bud, like, go strap it up. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I was like, you're a fan and I respect you being a fan. And you can talk all the shit you want and I'm not going to do anything about it at the end of the day. But like, take it easy. Mm-hmm. Like, like, what if I was like, hey, like, the, the house you just worked on, piece of shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, you're you're so bad at tiling. Like, you yeah. should really go get another job. Really think about your profession. Yeah. You know, it's like sometimes you just want to say stuff like that, but you can't. Why Why not? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, I could. Yeah, I'm you not could. going to. No, I'm with you. I wouldn't yeah. say that either. Yeah. yeah. It always sounds so good to think about because you're on that on that Twitter. You see somebody say something like, yeah. Like even now I feel guy. like a coward. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, damn, like <laughs> he said, now I feel like a coward. Yeah, like that guy, that guy that's sitting here listening to that podcast, like that the Jets fans, like, now I actually know what he wanted to say to me, but he didn't. Yeah. Oh, there's an actual Tyler out there. No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Probably was. He's Carpenter. Wearing, like, yeah. Yeah. Dude, that is a fucking tough deal when people talk shit like that. Because you think they think they can do it. You go out to a bar and people say something to you and they're like, Hey, what? Well, Why don't you guys do this instead? It's like, well, why aren't you the coach? Why are you doing this whole thing? Because they can't. Love the fans. I don't want to feel like I'm being harder than he is. You're being, yeah. you're being so nice. I feel like yeah. I'm being a little too much of an asshole right now. Yeah, it's like when we were talking about Max earlier. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I feel like, bad about that too. I owe him a written apology. Yeah. I'm just kind of shitting on him right away. You're, you're like, this. oh, he's a great guy. I'm like, yeah, I bet he is. Yeah, Max Just care. playing both he's sides of the good. fence on you. So when, when, the, when you started hearing trade rumors about everything, how did that process go for you? Like, did like. Did they tell you, hey, we're thinking about trading you? Did you hear it from the media first? What was that whole process like? Um, they, were, they, were, uh, they were just like, hey, well, we got to figure some stuff out. Um, when I was leaving, this is exit interview, like right mm. after the season. So they don't know anything. Um, they might know what they want to do, but they don't know exactly how they're going to do it. So they just tell me, hey, we're going we're gonna to look at, you know, people in the draft and uh, free agents and like, you know, we'll, we'll be in touch. And so right, right when they said that, I was like, okay, like it's, it's a wrap. So how'd that make you feel when you heard all that? I was just like, you know, I think you guys are making a mistake. Obviously you told them that. Yeah, for sure. Fuck yeah, dude. Nice work. But like, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's not, you know, that's not my call. So if, if, you know, they don't think I'm the guy for them, then, you know, it is what it is. But, um, so I just kind of reached out to my agent. I was just like, Hey, like, I'm not going to pay attention. I'm, I'm going to like not pay attention to social media at all. Just like, let me know if, what happens. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, if you want to like tell me rumors, like I'm fine with that. Like rumors that are real, not just like yeah. bullshit. So yeah. So I was just like, let me know if anything changes. And then got a call. I don't even know when, but uh, I think it was a little bit before the draft. Um, and they were like, yeah, we're going to, or it was from my agent, first of all. Literally, it was it was crazy. So my agent calls me. He's like, hey, like, the Panthers are trading for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to come out here in a second. And, like, right as he's saying that, my phone rings. I get a call from Joe Douglas, the GM with the Jets. I was like, hey, like, my, the GM's calling me. I got to pick this up real quick. And so uh, Joe called me and very respectful. Just told me straight up what the deal was. And uh, I was like, all right, you know, sounds good. No, 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 thank yous, nothing. You're just like, all right, see ya. No, he was like, hey, we appreciate everything you've done mm-hmm. for, for the organization ever since you've gotten here, uh, but we're going to, you know, move in a different direction. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, that was it. when we were talking about how, like, we like to get in front of things, 
like when somebody knows something that you don't, or you know that somebody knows something, when you're going through that process, when you talk to the team and they say, hey, we'll let you know how everything goes. Mm. And then between that and before the draft, you get traded. How you, like how are you processing those yeah. emotions of like wondering? Because you know, you're not looking at social media, but at the same time, you know there's stuff out there saying X, Y, and Z. Because I mean, it's a huge media market with the Jets. People talk about them all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough, dude. Because like you, yeah, what are we doing? I know. I'm just kidding. Fucking clown horn going off. Just, I'm a very popular guy. Yeah. Uh, I was joking, by the way. I, I know you weren't. Don't worry. <laughs> it's all good. Taylor's like, I'm going to kill this guy. Yeah, he's like, fuck this dude, man. Get him uh, out of here. <laughs> no, but uh, it, was, it was weird because, like, you know, I have that conversation, the exit interview, and then I just go about, you know, my business as usual. And I'm like, because they, uh, they hired Robert Sala, the new coach for the Jets. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm talking to the OC, like Michael Floor and um, Matt's brother, and then uh, Greg Knapp, you mm. know, God rest his soul. But, I mean, we were in conversation for, you know, up until I got traded, basically, about yeah. the offense, what we're going to do and so when next year. Yeah, so when they're calling you talking about what they're going to do, were you like, oh, I'm safe? Um, no, I mean, because I, I knew, you know, like I said mm. in the ex- exit interview, I was like, okay, I feel like these guys are – leaning you know in a different direction so I, I always knew that deep down but you know like anything i do i was just like i'm just gonna you know put everything i got into learning this new offense and if it works out it doesn't you know if it works out it does if it doesn't it doesn't yeah and uh that was just kind of my mindset going into it i was like i might as well like keep myself busy learn the offense and work out and do all the normal things that i do and you know because the worst thing is like sitting on something you yeah, know just sucks. just sitting you know, waiting to see what happens. It's like, just keep yourself busy. That's, that's how I kind of deal with stuff like that, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah, I'm a plow through right in the middle guy. I got to worry about and figure it out. <laughs> I got I to gotta know what the hell is going on in my life. Yeah. Dude. But I, I, I respect, respect that, that too, though. I respect what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, look at us back on the same page. 100%. You insulted my phone and me. And now look at us. We're yeah. back to being best friends again. Just so popular. Yeah. I love it. It's so popular. I have three text messages. I think they're all from my wife. <laughs> um, so you get traded to the Panthers. The GM calls you. And he says, hey, I appreciate everything you've done, blah, blah, blah. What's the next, pro- what is it like when you're getting traded? Like, what is that, how does that work? Do you go immediately to Carolina Yep. to figure it all out? Yep. So, obviously, talked to the GM, talked to Coach Rule, uh, went to Carolina, met everyone, met, there were probably like four or five players that were actually there training. Mm-hmm. But, so, met some of the guys, uh, talked to some of the guys on social media, through text, Um had a dinner with some of the guys as well with like GM owner, head coach, uh, a few other players that were there that were in town during the off season. And, uh, I was just there for a couple of days, you know, did the whole media thing, you know, sitting in front of the locker, putting the Jersey on and, uh, yeah. And I flew back home and started learning the offense. Nice. And yeah. so you, you live in California in the off season. God, it's a beautiful time. It's great. Beautiful time being there. Great. Bought a place four years ago. Uh, redid it through my first season while I was in New York and then came back and been loving it for the last three years. That's awesome. So this year you start off, you start off three and mm. things are going great. You get injured week, uh, week nine, correct? Yeah. That's what it said. I yeah. don't remember. I think yeah. that's what it said. Yeah. We do have notes up here. Cam Newton comes in, uh, and takes a spot or whatever. Like what was that process like with Cam coming back and he scores a touchdown. I'm back doing all that yeah, shit. Right. Um, is Cam as obnoxious as he seems? 
Cam is the best. I take it back. I think he's as awesome as he seems. Best dude. No, honestly, I'm being dead he serious. He flexed so hard on us back in the day, dude. When he was at the uh, when he was originally with the Panthers. Yeah. God, I think they won the Super Bowl or went to the Super Bowl that year. That was the year. I was on Wesley Woodyard and Avery oh, Williams. Little... He was doing the dance, and yeah. then Avery came up and got in his face, and he did it to him again. I know Avery. Yeah. God, yeah, Avery's a great dude. <laughs> But uh, ever since then, I was like, man, fuck that dude, Cam, man. Just flexing on everybody. Guy's got charisma like no one's charisma, ever seen. Charisma, personality like you've never mm-hmm. seen in your life. So uh, when you get injured and they bring Cam in, what are your, what's your thought? You know, I was just like, okay, like, see what the deal is. Like, yeah. This is like middle of the season. I'm just trying to get healthy, honest, honestly. And I was just like, all right, like, you know. And yeah, he was a great dude. Great guy to have in the QB room. Great guy to just have around in general um, because his energy is unmatched. Um, And then, yeah, and then I I come back and and play, and he's a great guy, like I said, just a great guy to have at practice. Great guy to have on your team. I literally have nothing bad to say about Cam. Is he like, is he the way he seems on media always? No. He's not always that high up, high energy? No, I mean, there's, you know, just like anyone else, he's like, He's just going to be quiet and, like, do his work and sit in the QB room, watch tape, take notes. Um, he's going to, like, be in the training room with his headphones on and the hot tub headphones on, like, just chilling with a towel around his neck. You know, mm-hmm. it's like an, he's a normal dude. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, when he gets out to practice, <laughs> when he getting ready for games, um, and there's times, you know, in the locker room and stuff where he gets, he gets very charismatic and, and very high energy, and it's awesome. Um, but yeah, he's just he's just a natural born leader. Yeah. He's just he got he has that energy. And uh yeah, all I mean, just the things that I've learned from him in terms of um cuz he's dealt with a ton of stuff. A lot I of mean, a lot of stuff. A lot of ups and downs in his career and the way that he's handled it and the way that he talks about how he's handled it. Uh just so much respect and yeah, he's a great dude. He was MVP one year and then a couple of years later it's like it's not going the way he wants it to. Oh, yeah. And then he had trouble finding a job for a little bit. So to go through that kind of adversity, and, and uh, he just seems like every time he gets on uh, a team or does something, he's the same dude over and over again. Oh, yeah. You got to respect that. Oh, yeah. Got to respect that. So this year, uh, I know you don't, you don't read a lot of stuff, but there, a lot of people are talking about whether the Panthers draft a guy, whether um, they, they were in the Deshaun Watson talk for a little bit of trading for the quarterback. Like what is, you obviously, like you say, you don't, Look at the social media stuff, which I'm not sure I 100% believe yet. No, but I, I see some stuff every yeah. now and then, but I really try not to pay attention to it. Yeah. I don't even know if I try not to pay. It's just that I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, because it was so, it was, you know, New York was on another level. So it was like, you know, I kind of figured out how to handle it there. And yeah. I was like, kind of going back and forth, you know, between my rookie, my first year and my third year, it was like, I figured out how to best handle it for myself. Yeah. I was just not really paying attention to it. So that's how I've handled it. And I've kind of done the same thing this off season where like, I'm just trying to learn coach McAdoo's system and that's where I'm at. (laughs) Just what I mean. Yeah. So do you get nervous when the draft's coming up or anything like that with possibilities of them drafting a quarterback at six or it's just, dude, it's, it's literally like, this is a lot harder questions than I usually ask on this thing. I no, apologize. No, this, is, this is good because no one, to be honest, no one ever asked me these questions because mm-hmm. they're 
you know, whether they're afraid or they don't, they don't want to bring it up, you know, just a normal everyday conversation. Yeah. So no, this is truly like the first time I've ever answered questions like this. Um, but dude, it's like, honestly, whatever happens, I'm prepared for it. Mm -hmm. And you know, at the end of the day, someone's got to answer for it, whether it's, you know, whoever it is. So the GM coach, whatever, if something happens like that, then it's like, all right, I'm going to see what they have to say. And that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but it's got, I, for me, it'd be like a tough, that'd be a tough thing to kind of, to feel and knowing when you're, when you're a quarterback, cause you know, like, well, it's the, it's the Baker thing. It's yeah. It's the Baker thing. And it's, it's understanding your, like trying to understand your thought process of like how you're not looking at, you're not paying attention. You're just focused on what you're trying to do, which is be a great quarterback. The only issue is, is like, if they, so they, they do draft a guy at six, you got, you know how the, you know how the politics of the NFL work, you know, that guy from Liberty, whatever his name is. If they, let's say they draft him, you got to sit there and know that if you guys play well in camp, you might start the beginning, but at some point in time, the owner, the GM is going to start telling the head coach, we got to get our first round pick to play, mm -hmm. you know? Mm. And so that's got to, that's got to ruffle some feathers on the inside a little bit. It's got to be tough to think that. Like, I'll give you, I'll give you an example. So, and two thousand ego, little shot to the ego. Yeah, it is sure. a shot to the ego. In 2016, we had the number one overall pick and uh, John Robinson was the new GM and everybody that uh, all the analysts, the experts were saying that we need to draft a guy, number one overall offensive tackle and move me to right tackle. And so at that point, I, I, I won't play right tackle. It's nothing against right tackles. It's just, I'm a left tackle and that's what I'm going to play. And if they say I have to play right tackle, I'm out of here. You know, that's just how I work. And so I meet with uh, John a couple weeks. It's like the middle of April or something like that. And he's asked me like how I feel about all this whole thing. And I kind of just tell him, I was like, you know, uh, the first overall picks a lot of money to pay for a, for a right tackle because I'm a left tackle. Right. We go through a couple weeks of OTAs and they end up trading the pick away. You know what I'm saying? So like that, for me, that's like when I had, like I've said, anything that comes to me, I want to barrel through it so people know how I feel. I don't leave anything up to, to I wonder what he was thinking or that. You know exactly how I'm, how I'm feeling and stuff like that. So just when the draft is coming, it's got to be a hard feeling or wondering what is the possibility. It's nothing you can, can control, truly. But the thought of it coming, coming up, is, it's got to be a difficult thing at times. For sure. Yeah. Uh I mean, it truly is, and this is this is kind of where you're not going to believe what I say, but just bear with me. I'll be ready. Yeah. Um, it truly is, like, whatever happens, happens. Because mm -hmm. that's, at the end of the day, like, it's out of my control. Yeah. And I know that. And so I have enough security in myself to where I can be like, I know I'm a good quarterback. Mm -hmm. I know I can be a good quarterback in this league. I've proved it. Um, and I know there's a team, if you know, something happens that would want me. Yeah. So. Well, I feel like the, the emotional maturity to handle it like that is impressive. Like, I think I go about, I'm not saying the way I do things is a mature way because I don't. I think it's like, it can be a little reckless sometimes. And for you to have the head on your shoulders you do as a quarterback that you would want. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's all about who you surround yourself with too. Mm -hmm. that's, that's how I've always thought. Like my parents, my family, my friends that I have back home, like all my high school buddies are all my best friends. So. You know, obviously there's guys in college that I, you know, I'm boys with too, but, um, like I'm best friend. I have like six or seven best friends in high school that were kind of with me before all this shit started happening. So, um, I just kind of roll with them and, you know, if I start getting a, 
big head mm-hmm. and they let me know about it. That's impressive. And so, you know, yeah, that's pretty much it. Having boys like that around you is, is, is really special to have. Yeah. Definitely people that'll keep in your place for sure. Um, the locker room talk segment is the last thing I promise. Uh, okay. So the whole point of the locker room segment, it's a new thing we started last week. We started with Fred Taylor and it's basically like something like you're sitting with the boys in the locker room, a story, whether it's off the field, on the field that you don't usually talk about with the mainstream media. We're definitely not the mainstream media, but with, with media type of people, uh, we're not trying to be mainstream. (laughs) We're definitely not trying to be mainstream. Buttoned up is not our forte. Yeah. But uh, as far as locker room talk, uh, so no one's going to listen to this. I don't know. We have millions of viewers. <laughs> millions. We're just not mainstream. You know what I'm saying? We're not the ESPNs. Okay. I feel like, yeah. I don't know if I can it's even say It's kind of this. a weird way to segue like a, a segment too. Like just to ask, hey, tell us a cool story. Right. You know, it's yeah. kind of tough. Um, no, it's kind of funny. Is ESPN even, I don't know. Is TV mainstream media now? Like, is that, I mean, That's maybe it point. technically is, but yeah. I feel like podcasts and YouTube are starting to become a little more. It's definitely transitioning quite a bit. Because I know, like, I'll sit on YouTube for hours, mm-hmm. you know, and not watch a lick of TV. So maybe I'm just different. Yeah. ESPN, they let off like a hundred, uh, laid off like a hundred people a couple years ago. And it's, I mean, it's tough. Shout out all the grinders out there in the mainstream media, though, dude. Shout, shout yeah. out you guys. But the podcast, like, you see what Pat McAfee's doing. I think he's the most watched dude. Oh, yeah. Of all the places, right? Guy's making, I would say, close to $100 million a year right now. I mean, Rogan? Yeah, Rogan's out there, too. But he's not, I mean, he's not sports, but yeah, he crushes CNN and NBC. We had uh, Brandon Schaub on here, and they were saying, like, all those mainstream news medias take, like, a week, two weeks to just gain one of his episodes. And he's putting out three of those a week. Yeah. 13 million views. Talking. Just talking. He's, dude, he's incredible at having conversations with people, too. Yeah. Incredible. Did you have a four-hour conversation? Yeah, I think I could. You could, yeah. Well, it's it's usually the conversation usually goes off of who you're talking to, right? Like if for sure if Joe's on here, he's a he's an excellent speaker. He yeah, keeps things he flowing, loves and he loves talking. So I don't think that'd be an issue at all. For sure, to be on with him. But locker room segment. Sorry. Okay. We are officially interrupting this broadcast again for another ad read. You guys love it. You need it. And you got to have it. It's like Cold Stone Creamery. One of these ones today is very special to me because if you want to smell like this, not right now because we just talked about in the beginning of the episode how I kind of smell a little bit sometimes because I come in here after a workout and just come and grind for the boys. But when your boy does sometimes get to the shower, the only thing I use is Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon, the one for you. And it's not for clowns. That's what they say and that's what I believe. There's a lot of things they have, whether it's the big-ass brick of soap, Thick body wash, hair wash, hairstyling, beard care, which I use. And let me tell you, things are getting a little thicker. You know what I'm saying? Cologne, shave, and facial skincare. Now, one of the things I use all the time is their big-ass brick of soap. And not only do I use that, they come with a little pouch. You can put the pouch in there. It's kind of like a fanny pack for your soap. The first time I saw it, I didn't know what the hell was going on. I put it in there. I scrubbed myself, and I realized the suds were coming out a lot better because a lot of us nowadays just use the gel. Use the gel, you smear it on, you grab your little blue loofah and you scrub it on top. But with this thing, you use that big ass brick of soap and you can just lather the whole body out and you start smelling nice. I got to keep tailing off me when I put the Duke Cannon on. I, I got to. I'm not saying it's going to do that for you because I'm not going to promise you nothing. That's how life works. But at the same time, it's worked for me. Also the cologne, I love it to death because you take it and it's not like a little spritz. It's not a spray cologne. One, you kind of hit 17 times and you kind of jump in the middle of it. It has a little thing. It swivels out, and you rub your fingers on it, and then you dab it on the neck. Dab it on the neck. Remember one more rub? 
and then you dab it on the wrist. You just dab it on the wrist. You use this stuff. You're going to smell great. When you smell great, what happens? The confidence goes up. Confidence goes up. You're attacking life and you're loving it to death. Duke Cannon, it's not for clowns. Check out Duke Cannon at any Target or on DukeCannon.com and use code BUSSIN for 15% off your first order. Duke Cannon, it's not for clowns. And also not for clowns is this podcast. All right, we don't want clowns here. But if you are a clown, if maybe that is your profession and you're watching, go ahead and subscribe anyway, baby. We didn't mean it. We didn't mean it. We don't come with the clowns. You know what I'm saying? I'm not doing it. Subscribe, rate five stars, and make sure you're commenting. I've done it before. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. TikTok again. I don't know why I said it twice, but I did, it jumped in my head one more time. Do it, love it, live it, laugh, just like that old little brand says. Let's jump back into Sam Darnold. What is this? Not bad. Clown salary. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Hey, listen, you got to be a clown out here. 33K to 81K. This podcast is for clowns, dude. You guys are making bank out there, dude. Enjoy this podcast. Locker room talk. What kind of story do you got for us that's going to bless the bus? (laughs) You mean besides all the dudes running around naked in the locker room? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we can talk about if you peek at meat too in a second. Okay. That's a big part of our thing, T. Riffs. Riffs only. No, I'm a, I'm a lock eyes with that kind of Are guy. You? Yeah, I think I've just moved on to not caring anymore. <laughs> hey, you got a, you got kids, right? Yeah, I got kids. Okay. I don't you know what that has to kids. do with anything. Oh, yes. Wife you know and what kids. I mean? Yeah. So it's, like, it's the best cover-up I've ever had 100%. in my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's outstanding. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, locker room story. I don't know if it's not like a locker room story, but it's it happened uh, after the Rose Bowl game. We were in the Rose Bowl, and school's on winter break Mm -hmm. and so um so no one's at school and so we're like what do we do like literally i'm like didn't have a planned out like nothing just won the rose bowl don't know what to do rose bowl like what do we do you know uh can't go out you know got my ids taken away (laughs) if that's not allowed to to be on this we can take that out i'm sure but yeah we won't but all right (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding got my got my ids taken away uh and so i was like 19 i think at the time and so i literally was like what do we do mm-hmm. so we go back an hour south down to my hometown and i literally all those guys i mentioned uh we just had a time we had a time at uh at my buddy's house who had a bunch of people over he had a sick backyard jacuzzi all that stuff so all the stuff you enjoy when you're 19 years old so mm-hmm. um we had a few drinks and <laughs> i ended up we ended up thinking it was a good idea to dm snoop dog okay because he wasn't you know he wasn't involved with usc anymore mm-hmm. and i was like dude he'd for sure respond all my buddies were like hyping me up like dude you just won the rose bowl like you should be able to talk to him and uh to this day like seven years however long it is years later no response snoop hasn't said a word nothing he's an sc guy tough, dude that is a it tough hurt. deal it, it cut to the core yeah. I really thought that was going to go to like he and he hit us up he and we went to up, his house. We went to his house. Yeah. No. Nah. Did, yeah. Did he read it? So sorry for everyone listening. Cause that <laughs> was a, you know, tough story, but the story with Snoop Dogg is good. Did he anything with Snoop? Yeah. But, uh, nothing, dude. Not a, didn't read it Same, or anything. Like, I don't know. He was probably like, who are these fucking kids? Like just recording videos, like send them whatever Snoop-a loop. Yeah. Just like dumb, dumb stuff. But, uh, these dumb ass crackers. Just, yeah, that's probably what he said. Uh, but yeah, it was just like, 
sent him a video and he just never responded and I was pretty devastated. Yeah, that's got to be tough when you put yourself out there. 100%. Especially when you tell the boys. Yeah, he probably respond and they're like, oh, you for sure would. You should it wasn't it. even my idea. It was like one of my boys' idea. Yeah. You know? And I was just like... A couple hours go by and it's like, oh, it's not looking good for Sam. Yeah, right. That was that was kind of like where it, where it came from was like we wanted something to go do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, an Uber up to LA probably wouldn't be super cheap, but we're going to do it. If yeah. he like, was like, yeah, like come out with the boys, you know, it'd be a good time. And God. just never responded. Parting with Snoop Dogg would be all time. Would have been sick. You'd be so high. Yeah. Regardless of whether you wanted to or not. Right. Yeah. Just secondhand. Just secondhand, just stoned out of your mind. 100%. Yeah. You think it'd be harder to smoke with Snoop Dogg or Willie Nelson? Willie Nelson. You think it'd be harder? Mm-hmm. Well, elaborate. Why, why well, do you I think? I think there was a story that came out of Willie Nelson smoking. Uh, it was like Snoop and Wiz Khalifa under the bus. No shit. Yeah. Under the bus. There you go. Yeah, and I think Toby Keith wrote a song about he'll never smoke weed with Willie Nelson again. Yeah. He was like know. that. I don't know. That's what I heard. I think I heard that. Maybe it was maybe it was flipped, but I'm pretty sure it was Willie Nelson. And those two, Wiz Khalifa and Snoop Dogg, they are like, that's the Those thing. are the guys. Those, that, those that's are the their, weed guys. Yeah, those are the weed guys. Them and Seth Rogen. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Seth Rogen does get after it, doesn't he? Listen, dude, it, I had an outstanding time. I think you, I hope you had a great time. We awesome. love having you on the bus. Thank you yeah. for sharing all that stuff. Let's give a round of applause. Of course, Mr. Sam Donald. Outstanding stuff. Don't forget to subscribe and rate five stars. Uh, please do that. 70% of our audience, they've told us, 70% just watches, don't follow. So go and click that subscribe button so we can just send this thing to the moon. God bless each and every one of you.